tēnā koutou katoa. Kia ora e te whānau. Ko te hahi kingi tōku tūranga waiwai. Ko te atua tōku papa. Ko ihu karaiti tōku tūnānei. Ko te wairua tapu tōku kaitiaki. Ko beka ahau. Nō rera, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Now I've just <laughs> so I've just started off by saying hello, family. Um, King's Church here is my standing place. God is my father. Jesus is my brother, and the Holy Spirit is my helper. And I am Becca. And I just want to extend a welcome to um, all the visitors as well. Just welcome to my family. I just really love it here. And here at King's Church, we do family pretty well. So we just really want to welcome you into our home today. A couple of months ago, Pete asked me if I had something to say to the church. And I just giggled to myself because I said, I always have something to say. <laughs> but then when I actually thought about it, I was like, what do I have that I can bring to the church today? And that one thing I thought of was my passion for family. I just love family, and I just love being a part of family as well. And growing up, I was number three of six, and I've just grown up with heaps of people around me, heaps of love, heaps of laughter, and heaps of fun. And when I became a Christian, I felt that God really opened and widened my view on what family is and what family can be. So I feel that God really wants to bless um, me to bless other people with how I do family, and that's just not how I do family with me and Maddie P at home or how I do it in church, but also how I can help other people create their own way of doing family and what works for them. I just really love seeing new people coming together and creating this thing called family because it looks so different to so many people, yet it's so beautiful in their own individual way. So I said to God, God, what about family do you want me to share today? And he said... Well, he gave me this picture of our family and my belly expanding, literally. So we are blessed to be having another baby in January, and as the Pattinsons, we're so excited. But often me and Maddie P have a discussion about how we can make Lucy, Evelyn, and Elliot, our children, still feel loved and supported as we expand our family. Because adding people to your family can be a tricky time for the adults as well as the children. And I think God gave me this picture because here at King's Church, at our King's Church family, we're actually expanding as well. And that's not only physically, but spiritually, culturally we're expanding and also we're breaking into new ministries and um, not only in our community, but overseas. So today, I felt that God wants us to have a bit of a family health check to make sure not only our current members of our family are feeling loved and supported, but the um, new people who are coming in as well. I think doing family, well, doing church family really well is important because it is the launching pad for everything we do. We cannot send people off into ministry or even just life if they don't feel loved and supported back where they belong. And this support could be through prayer, through financial means, through encouragement, or even just knowing that you've got someone fighting for you back at home or back here at our King's Church house. So before um, I want to look at how we could practically support us in doing that during a um, 
sorry, practically supporting our church during a period of growth, I feel it's appropriate to have a look at what, family, at what God says about his family. And many of us have different experiences of family, as well as the world can often lead us away from what God has made family to be. Now, this morning you may be sitting here thinking, I've never felt a part of a family, and this stuff is too hard to deal with. Or you may have had a great experience of feeling loved and supported in a family. But either way, I feel that God has something to teach us all today about what it really means to be part of a church family, which is God's family. And I'm going to do this by um, using a photo of my family up here. So this is my mum's side of the family at our family batch down by Lake Tekapo. Um, this was us about eight years ago, so we've all grown up a bit. We've also added a few more people into our family, like my wonderful husband, Matty P, who I'm pretty sure only married me so he could come to this family batch. <laughs> and we also have another generation of children who have been blessed into our family as well. Um, as you can see, families can be so much fun. Like the time my mum thought it was a great idea to row us all around the lake that we live at, or that we go on holiday at. So six of us in one teeny rowboat and one canoe set off one morning, felt like a hundred hours later, it was probably more like eight hours later, we get back with a boat filling up with water and a lot of grumpy children. But man, the fun we had on the way, it was quite, um, quite fun, but I don't think I'll try it again. Um, but unfortunately, family and life isn't always fun. We can go through challenges and tricky times. Challenges such as not particularly liking certain members of your family, addiction, miscarriages, abortions, homelessness, mental illnesses, sicknesses, deaths, broken families, suicides, jail times, sexual abuse, abuse, theft, financial trouble, relationship strains and tensions, as well as feeling disowned. Now, I'm respectfully and boldly actually putting my hand up today and say, you know what, my family has gone through some of that stuff. But the thing that God wanted me to highlight through this picture is that no matter what we go through, we can come back to our, his, uh, our father and his family and be welcomed in, no matter what happens or no matter how ashamed or left out in the world we feel, we always have a standing place with God. And you can see this in my picture. Here we have all of us standing around or sitting around looking like loonies and right up the top in the middle is my granddad and he is just sitting there proud as punch to be having all his family just sitting around him at the family batch that he made probably in the 70s I think he made it himself. And that's how God feels about us. He just is so happy to have us around him and with him. And, um, yeah, he just, sorry, he just loves to be with us and loves us to be with him. Now, there have been times where I felt alone in my family, especially when I was exploring my faith in God, but I have always felt welcome at my family batch. And it is such a refreshing feeling to... Um, feel a part of somewhere where you belong. And that's how I feel when I'm at my family batch. Now, I also wanted just to highlight that here at King's Church, we don't welcome and accept people into our family because we like to collect numbers or we like to collect people who are broken. We actually accept and welcome you into our family 
because we want you no matter where you've come from and no matter what you're going through. Just as through Jesus, we are welcomed into his family. Now again, you may hear me saying these things and thinking, well, that's nice, Becca, but I've never felt a part of a family or I've been treated badly before, even here at King's Church. And I just want to say I'm sorry you've had to go through that and I really encourage you to keep listening with an open heart because I really feel that God has made family to be such a wonderful thing and he wants us all to be a part of it. And that's his heart for the world, to be welcomed into, for us to be welcomed into his family through his son Jesus dying on the cross for us. So what's your experience of church as a family? is my question for you this morning. It's interesting because our experience is often led by how we feel in our own blood or our own like worldly family, and it can affect our ideas of what it means to be in a church family. You may have never thought of church as a family. You just see it as an organisation or somewhere you turn up on Sundays. You may have some idea of what it means to be a, fam um, a church family, you may not even understand what it means to be a son or daughter of God. But I feel that God wants to deepen and also, in some cases, redeem our view of his family. And one way I felt him, he want, him wanting to do this is through um, exploring the tikana Māori concept of, whānau, of doing whānau. So one definition of whānau is an extended family or community of related families who live together in the same area. Now, I just really like in this um, definition how it highlights the word community. There's just something great about the word community. But when I was looking deeper and more traditionally of what the word whānau meant, I came across this definition, which was a whānau consisted of the kōmātua, which is the tribal elders, senior adults, such as parents, uncles and aunts, and the sons and daughters together with their parents and children. And these whānau groups supported the wider Iwen hapu, which is the tribe and the sub-tribe, especially in time of warfare. Now, this definition is really outward-looking and really inclusive, and this is why I link it to God's view and definition of family, because God's whole family is made up of orphans. How inclusive is that? Also, in this definition, we can see multiple generations being blessed and looked after, as well as the newcomers or the people being accepted into the family. Um, also, the whānau's role was in supporting the wider iwi, which shows us that it's actually more about them themselves as a little unit. It's, something, it's about something bigger than just themselves. Now, I feel this is good because as we widen our view on family, we actually widen the connections we make and we widen the opportunities for people to learn about who God is. For example, me and Maddie P did some magical maths equation and we figured out that if you've got five people in your family, you can make 10 possible connections. Whereas if you had 20 people in your family, there is 190 possible connections. Think of all the people we could bless and love as we widened our view on family and made our family more inclusive. 
God is so for family, and throughout the Bible you can see that he's the ultimate creator of family as well as being the ultimate father. And we've sung about this this morning. And through Jesus dying for us, we're actually welcomed into God's family and we are no longer orphans. I just really love the fact that I don't have to work for it. All I have to do is accept Jesus and I'm in his family just like that. We have a standing place with Jesus, a Turanga Waiwai, which is where one has the right to stand, a place where one has rights of residence and belonging through kinship and whakapapa. And we see this in Ephesians 2. Now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are member, members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Jesus is our Turanga Waiwai. Because he died for us, we have the right to be in God's family. I just find that so amazing. <clears throat> so just moving back to the picture that God gave me of the church growing, I now want to look at how we can challenge ourselves as a church to ensure we're looking out for each other during our period of growth. Like all relationships, we need to work on them, and I think that that's the same for our church family relationships as well. So my challenge for us today is for us to look outside our seasonal spheres. So I'll just repeat that. For us to look outside our seasonal spheres. Now, going back to this family picture, we can see that there's not only multiple generations there, but also people in different seasons. And that's what I mean by seasonal spheres. In King's Church, you can see we consist of children, teenagers, single people, married people, people, um, sorry, parents of young children, parents of older children. We've got empty nesters, we've got widows, widowers, couples without children, we've got grandparents, and we also have multiple um, cultures being represented in our church, which is great. We've got people from New Zealand, from the UK, from Africa, from America, from Europe, the islands, etc. I just love it how we're such a mixed bag of people coming together. Sometimes we can get stuck in our own bubble and season and forget about others. Or we may seem quite clicky or in groups, which can be quite intimidating to people coming in, but also to the members here. And I'm a culprit for this, as I am in the mother with young children season, and I find it so much easier to connect only with people who have children. And that's simply because my children are often playing with them. Some days I get home from church and I think, man, I haven't talked to anybody outside my sphere today at church. And I'm not saying this to make us feel guilty, because that's not what I'm about. I just bring it up because we don't actually realise um, what it means to people to actually connect and make an effort to connect with them. So I would challenge us to look outside our spheres and actually see what other people's needs are and even just notice other people. Now, why would you think that this would benefit our church family? It ensures that we don't, that no one has the opportunity to feel left out or alone in their own family. And this is especially the case as we welcome more people into our whānau. Siblings can often feel left out when a new baby comes and just part of the growing pains is to overemphasize sometimes how much that you love and you need and you respect and you want your children 
your other children into your family. And I feel that that's the case for us as adults as well. And I've actually experienced what it is to feel like being lonely in a church family context. When I was in Dunedin, I was at a church for a whole year and I would turn up every Sunday, participate in the worship, listen to the preach, and then I'd go home. Some days, apart from the welcome team, no one ever spoke to me. Now, would you invite someone into your house, sit them on your couch, and not even offer them a drink or ask them how they're doing? I would think not. And I don't think God would want that for his family either. I um, ended up leaving that church and decided to go and go to a different church where I could actually proactively involve myself more in, this, in, in a church family. But this leap brings me to the point that if you're a part of this family and you're feeling left out or alone or ignored, please don't just leave. Be bold and take some responsibility to put your hand up and say, hey, I'm feeling left out or overlooked. What about me? Pay me some attention. We say this to Lucy often. We say, Lucy, if you're ever feeling left out or jealous or you just want to talk to us, just come and talk to us and we'll help you. So if we can expect that of our children, we should expect that of adults as well. <clears throat> I think we as a church have a responsibility to look after each other, but I think individual members also have some of that responsibility as well to stand up and say, hey, what about me? Now, like John 1.3 says, sorry, going back. I must not put it there. Anyway, like 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. So let's look at some practical steps to look outside our seasonal spheres. And these steps may seem simple, but sometimes we just don't know where to start. And I'm just going to sit down. Thank you. All right. Message people. So message people from the church when you notice they're not there. Now, I used to get annoyed at people doing that because I thought they were checking up on me or trying to make sure I'm a good Christian. But it actually isn't about that. It's about them noticing that I wasn't there. Look out for people who are sitting by themselves and sit by them. Don't just assume that they chose to sit there by themselves. If they don't want you sitting there, they can just tell you to move. <laughs> if you notice a face that you have seen before, go and ask them their name. And don't be ashamed if you've asked them their name before, probably ten times, but just still, go and ask them their name. I'm sure they'll appreciate you talking to them. Same for faces you don't know. Say, hey, look, I haven't seen that beautiful face before. I'm going to go and ask them their name. Ask people how they are and actually make them answer properly, not your, yeah, nah, I'm good. Don't, get, don't let them get away with that. <laughs> don't just make it a Sunday thing. Connect with them during the week. And we're really good here because we have connect groups here at church. But don't just make it about Sunday and in a connect group. Actually get alongside people and see how their weeks are going. <coughs> Next one. I've got love people for who they are, not where they're at in life. Now I really love this one, so I'm going to repeat it. Love people for who they are, not where they're at in life. For example, 
If you're a couple, do not be afraid to invite a single person to things you host simply because they'll make your table number look odd. <laughs> or because you're afraid, you're afraid that you'll say something that offends them. A friend sent me this line recently, and I was just like, man, this makes so much sense. She said, people won't have the opportunity to say no to things that they're not invited to. And the same goes for people with children. Don't be afraid to invite people with children to your house. If you want it to be... If you want it to be adults only, just simply say, this is for adults. If you want it to be a family event, say the family's welcome. There is such thing as babysitters, which also leads me to the point, offer to babysit for us. <laughs> Ask people for areas where you can pray for them in and actually follow them up. Don't just say, yeah, I'll pray for you about that. Really, if you're going to say you're going to pray for someone, do it. Don't just make it a lovely phrase. Take an interest in their lives and what they do. And sometimes you can overemphasize it. For example, I've asked Maddie P if I could do this one. Maddie P, can you please help me hang up this picture? Because <laughs> I know Maddie P's a builder. Now, I know how to hang a picture, but I am showing Maddie P that I am taking an interest in his life and what he does. <laughs> 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 Find out where people are from and do a bit of research on where that is. And a step further could be, if they speak another language, find some friendly phrases to learn and speak it to them. And now I'm using Maddie as another example because we've got Filipino neighbours and he's got some Filipino workers um, at work currently and he's learnt a few phrases and man, you should see the look on our neighbor's face when he goes, Salamat Ben! And you could just see the love and like um, inclusiveness he feels. And he just goes, Salamat Matt! It just, it's just a really cool thing to see. And it's such a simple thing to do. You just learn how to do some common phrases and actually speak it to them. If you are an elder person in church, get alongside the younger people. Your wisdom is so needed and wanted. I feel that we're missing a link and we miss out on so much stuff when we don't mix intergenerationally. God has blessed us with people who have gone through stuff before us. Why do we need to reinvent the wheel? But then again, older people, don't make us your project. Just love us. <laughs> we will accept your parenting advice and we will take it or leave it, but don't make us your project. <laughs> Same with younger people. Get alongside the older people. One of my really close friends here at church is Bertie, and she's only a couple of years older than me, but man, we get along and have so much fun. And just the way she speaks into our lives and just is with us is just so important to me. And finally, if you struggle with any or all of these above, get alongside someone who is gifted in it and ask them for help. I just want to finish off this morning with a verse from Ephesians. And if we as a church family could radiate and experience this both as individuals as well as a church family as a whole, I just feel that we would see so much more of God's love and God's kingdom here on earth. And this is the verse here. Ephesians 3.17 And I pray that Christ will be more and more at, your home, at home in your hearts living within you as you trust in him. 
May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvellous love. And may you be able to feel and understand, as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep and how high his love really is and to experience this love for yourselves. I've got, um, I really feel that God wants to give us some time to respond this morning. And I think there's three areas that he highlighted to me to give you the opportunity to respond. The first one is, I'll put them up here on the screen and what's gonna happen is I'm gonna read them out and then Phil's gonna come up and help me, help me lead the response. But if this is, this is you today, don't be afraid to just come up. We are family. We love you. Also, if you've got children and the kids work, they will be fine. Just leave them there. If you feel you want to respond, but you feel the tug, I need to go pick up my kids, like I often do, just leave it today. Come and respond to God. So, you can't feel a part of God's family if you haven't begun to grasp that you are a son or daughter of God and that you have a standing place, a tūranga waiwai, through Jesus. So this is a response for us to come and say, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want to be a part of God's family. I want to become a son and daughter. The second response I want to offer is, if some of you are feeling left out or overlooked in this family or you've been hurt from past experiences, I'd love you to come up and respond for some healing and just to come and chat to us of how we can help you through this. And the last one would be, if you want to go deeper into the expression of your love for your church whānau and you want to broaden your understanding, I just want to give you a, um, a chance to respond to come on board with the King's Church whānau and just go deeper into the expression of the Ephesians 3 verse that I read out just before. So I'll just put them up here and Phil's going to help run these responses. <laughs> 